believe that Jesus is who we say he is, then he can take care of that and you can move forward. Amen. Not let that hold you up, stagnate you, and have an ugly, bad spirit yourself. Listen, I'm going to forgive you. My switch, my forgive switch is on. I'm telling you ahead of time. I'm telling you now. Praise God. The enemy likes us fussing, fighting, crossed up. We're not going to do it. Praise God. So get that out of your memory and it'll be done with. Jonah, the third chapter. Amen. Verse number one. Amen. And the Lord, and the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, uh, like that second time part saying. Verse two. Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Everybody say amen. amen. Look around at somebody and smile at them if you can. If you can, if you can muster that up, do that. Hallelujah. And then you can be seated. Praise God. Again, it's just so comfortable in here today. And you look fantastic to me. The enemy can do what he wants, but we're coming back. Jonah's story does not begin with a whale. Doesn't start there. Amen. There were some good things that preceded the not so good. Hallelujah. Somebody said amen. amen. Jonah, apparently, in the studies that I've done and the things that I've read about Jonah, he was a well-known prophet among God's people. He was popular. Now, you don't get popular by just being real harsh and straightforward. Most of the time you don't. Most of the time you got to like, you know, preach some good things and preach some encouraging things and uplifting things and stay off of politics, okay, all of this. I was, you know, in a meeting and found out that I was the one that was on the carpet a couple of times. It was about what I was doing or what I was not doing. So, so, so you can't get popular, you know, by doing things, you know, just straight forth and just telling all the truth all the time, all right? You just have to soften it up just a little bit. You know why? It's not because it's not true. It's because people can't take it. Paul said to some, he said, you're, you're still on milk, and you ought to be eating meat by now. Hey, but the problem is, the sad part, is a lot of people can't take the meat because they'll get choked on it. All right, they can't live, and so you just have to be, like the prophet said, wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Amen. And so you got to get the message across. You got to get the food in there, but you got to be careful how you do. Well, listen, we want to, you know, we just don't want the, just the tough to survive. We want some other people that's not so tough to come along and survive also. And so we're trying to get the word across. So, so my, my point is that Jonah probably was so liked because he was pretty smooth. He didn't just give the whole ball of wax, amen, the whole nine yards at one time. And so that's probably why he was popular for the most part. Not that he didn't preach the truth. I'm not saying that, all right? Amen. But, but, but God calls Jonah this popular preacher in the opening of his book to do a work for him, for God, okay? Two things are different with Jonah. First, he's no longer a young man now, according to what I can find out, okay? Second, God is not sending Jonah with a message to his people to encourage and bless them. Come on, folks, we can do this. We can have revival, amen. His audience is the heathen city of Nineveh. All right? 
They were Gentiles, heathens. You go there and you talk to them. Jonah 1 and 2, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. And nobody wants to be preached against. Nobody wants to be dressed up and dressed down and straightened out. And You know, nobody wants that. And nobody's going to take that except somebody that's pretty hard-headed themselves. I've, I, I refer to a preacher, and I'm very careful when I talk about preachers. Amen. I don't want to be negative, but, but I, you know, I, my, my question comes up in my brain. I see people just lining into people. Just I'm almost like an arrogant spirit, a hateful spirit. I'm telling you the truth. I'm beating you up. Amen. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering, do they ever weep before the Lord? Are they ever broken before the Lord? That's a good question to ask. Maybe they do. I'm not saying they don't. Maybe they do it in private. Amen. But I just like once in a while to see somebody be broken. I see somebody saying, oh, God, I don't have it all together. But you see some folks, they got it all together all the time. And nobody else has it together except them. I'm scared of that, folks. Amen. But here, Jonah had been pretty suave, pretty smooth, it seemed like. All right? I'm paraphrasing. But God is telling him to do something he does not want to do. I, I, I want to preach a, you know, I want to get on everybody's candy stick, Brother Thompson. I want to get people shouting up on their feet because they want to do it. I talk about it all the time. I talk about people who know how they can, they can sway a crowd. They just know how to do it. Amen. And I've preached in some larger crowds than what we have here at our church. And you learn some things after a while. But I don't care to learn them. Somebody said, you can get the music going, especially the music we have. And you can have people up on their feet and getting Because you can get the feel in it. Anybody can feel it. A sinner can feel it. But I, want them, I don't want to have people doing what they do because we're swaying them in some kind of way. I, I like a natural move. We just do it our thing. And we confess it around here pretty regular. We can't do much for you. Amen. We're going to preach the word to you. We're going to encourage you. We'll shake your hand. We'll hug your neck. We're going to sing some worship songs and pray. And we're going to praise. Amen. And if anything is done, amen, that's worth anything, it'll be God that does it. It won't be because of us and our abilities, amen, to sway a crowd and move the people. No, we're just going to preach the word and hope somebody at some point takes a hold of this and lays claim to it and says, that's my blessing, that's my message. Hallelujah, and I'm going to get it. Arise, go to Nineveh. I don't want to do this thing. I don't want to preach to all these sinners. Amen, and just tell them straight out they're lost. You're lost. You're going to hell. I, I, a certain preacher, I, once in a while, by accident, I say, I am no way I'm going to tune in on him. Amen. But it's just, it's just straight out. You're going to hell. Just straight out. And I'm like, there's something in my gut, Brother Young, that gets a hold of me, and I'm wondering where that compassion is. I'm wondering where that brokenness is. I'm wondering where, listen, if my kids, some of my kids are lost, and I weep about it. I'm just, just going to blast them every time I see them. I could do that, but it wouldn't work. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, folks, at some point in your life, God will give you some marching orders. I said, God will, not me. I'm going to maybe bring up a scripture that might direct you in that direction, but God will tell you to do something that you do not feel up to doing. I don't want to do that. Amen. And, and that's what was happening with Jonah. And Jonah didn't like it one bit. Jonah made a decision to go down to Joppa. 
Look at the map. Amen. It's exactly right. Amen. Instead of doing God's what God told him to do, he went down to Joppa. Hallelujah. Amen. But you know what? As we always say, God always leaves the choosing. Pastor was talking about it earlier. He leaves the choosing up to us. He lays the, 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 the fork in the road right out there in front of us. But we always have a choice. You can choose to be right and be with God, or you can choose to be wrong. Amen. That's a choice. Amen. If you want to do it, notice. Notice that Jonah went down to Joppa. I don't think there's one idle word in the, in the written word of the Lord. I just don't believe it is. I think that even though it's been translated from Hebrew and Greek, and I, 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 feel, I feel like that anointed book, every word means something. Once in a while, some of these new translations, they just take a word, they just leave it out, it's not important. And I go back to the old King James or one of the older versions and read it. I like that to be in there. And when, when the Bible says Jonah went down to Joppa, <laughs> when you, listen, when you choose, again, there's a choice, when you choose to walk away from the will of God, when God reveals to you what's right and what's wrong, and when you choose to walk away from that, the road always leads down. We need to get that as Christians. I think God will give us things that nobody else will get. It's the work of the Spirit. It's the quickening of the Spirit. Like, whoa, that's important right there. I know he's talking about a physical down on the map. Amen. But I'm talking about a spiritual place. Amen. If you make a wrong turn and it's your choice, I'm not talking about a mistake. I'm talking about I see it right here in the Word of the Lord, and I just choose not to do that. The road you're on, ladies and gentlemen, it will be going down. Always. Amen. And somebody said it, I think Brother Jerry here. Listen, it's like that roller coaster ride. It's fun for a while. Just like sin. Oh, it's fun. I'm glad I'm not having to be under all those authoritarians at the Christian Revival Center. I don't have to get up on Sunday morning and drive to church anymore. You know, it just feels wonderful. That's good. It feels good for a while. It feels good to the flesh for a while. But friend, I, again, I, 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 I preach to myself already. That, that'll change, folks. There's no way, amen, no way that you can have peace of God without obeying what God tells us to do. We separate ourselves from the word of the Lord. Amen. We're going downward, folks. Amen. I, I, listen, I feel like I'm speaking to someone that's paralyzed by past mistakes. I mean, I speak, and I, and I feel like this is what it is. It's a message of hope. Hallelujah. God spoke again. Oh, aren't you glad that God just, you know, it's not just, well, well that's it, one time. No, God deals with us. Amen. Stirs us up again. Touches us again. He'll say something, amen, from somebody that's just maybe out in the world or on the radio. So, oh, that was God. That was God just reminding me. Listen, I love history. And as a little story, amen, you've probably heard it before. The year was 1776. That ought to ring a bell for somebody. General George Washington on horseback faced his weary troops. They were poorly clothed. You know the story. Ill-equipped. They were malnourished. Few had adequate shoes or boots to face the chill of the New Year's Eve. They had just defeated the mercenary uh, forces in, at Trenton, and now with one more push, the British just might be convinced that the fight wasn't worth it. 
There was another problem, though, even bigger than the troops' condition. Their enlistment had expired. Each man, every man, was slated to return home on the following day. But the general needed them, the country needed them, and Washington asked those willing to stay and fight, amen, to step forward when the drum sounded. This is in our history books, amen. The drum rolled, but no one moved. Minutes passed and not a single man stepped forward. Can you imagine ice and snow? Amen. And some of those guys were from the southern states. Amen. And those areas down there, not enough clothes, freezing half to death, feet freezing, bleeding, hungry. Amen. So you can't blame them for not stepping forward. I get released. Amen. My enlistment is over tomorrow. And we've been in battle. We don't even have enough money to buy horses. And we're walking. We're foot soldiers. Amen. Then with compassion, the general looked in the eyes of his weary men. Nobody stepped forward, remember. Many had suffered one defeat after another. And Washington, who was not known for his speaking ability, spoke straight from the heart. He said, your country is at stake. Your wives, your houses, and all that you hold dear. At the close of his passionate words, the drum sounded a second time, and history tells us that every one of those weary, worn, sick, cold men stepped forward. Because it wasn't about them. It was about somebody else. It was their wife. It was their family. It was their home place. Amen. We, th th this is what's at stake, folks. Amen. Aren't you glad for a second time? The, the, gun, the, the drum rolled the second time. We're not giving up on the first time. That's why we just keep on preaching another sermon. That's why we keep on opening the altar just one more time. This altar is going to be open again today when we get done. Why? Because we need a second and a third and a fourth and on and on as long as God will help us. Amen. Amen. Every man responded and stepped forward. Thank God for second drum rolls and second chances hallelujah and the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time you know this that Jonah actually the word you know they didn't name their kids back in those days Bob and Bill and Sue and Joe and they, they, had, a, they had a meaning behind that name a reason and, and Jonah means dove in the Hebrew and, you know I put feed out for the birds right now, and there's certain birds I like better than the dove. It's just beautiful. And they come in there, doves, like, and they make that little sound like no other bird makes. And so it means, it means dove. For years, Jonah lived up to his name until he turned away from God. <laughs> that dove. Praise God. Do you know that a dove, when I was a kid, I learned this. A dove, now you were used to kill birds, and we roast them on a the stick over a fire. Any kind of bird, didn't matter. So you had to skin and you had to, you know, cut the dove open and take everything out of the... That was just a common country boy way to live. But you know a dove does not have a gallbladder? What's a gallbladder? A gallbladder is something to do with the digestive system and it's bitter, bitter. You ever heard the term, he is bitter as gall? But you know a dove does not have a gallbladder. Amen. And dove means Jonah, and Jonah means dove. Hallelujah. I don't know if that means anything to you. It may help you or not. I don't know. Hallelujah. I, listen, I don't believe that there is a more miserable person than the one that, that marches to their own drumbeat. 
Now, I could preach on that a while, Brother Jerry. You know, I say it all the time. Oh, we don't have to go to church. You can convince yourself that it's right, even though the Bible says it's wrong. Listen, I, I'm going to say this, and there's people watching right on here. I hope you are. Amen. In the book of Hebrews, Paul said, forsake not. Now, now he didn't say, oh, with the exception of COVID. He didn't say with the exception of anything. I, 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 the word of the Lord will take away all of our excuses. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. As the manner of which some is. So people just not going to come. All right? I'm on that. I'm, just doing, I'm not going to preach on it. I'm just going to touch on it. Just in case somebody forgot. And he says, much more so. Let's pay attention to this even more as you see the day approaching. Hey, listen, the world's falling apart at the seams. Amen, going crazy at our doorsteps. We're afraid to go out. I, you know, my wife and I, we don't even go to Baltimore anymore, but it's dangerous everywhere. Love Baltimore, love. And love to tell people we go home. We're right near Baltimore. We're right northwest of Baltimore. I explain to it all the time. But we don't go there anymore. It would be emergency before we did. I know some of you have to work and you have to go places. I understand that. I'm praying for you. I mean, people are getting shot in the daylight, right in the broad daylight. They don't wait till, till night. And you know who's shooting people? People with a record about this long. They've been arrested for this, arrested for that, arrested for drugs, arrested for this, and now they're shooting somebody. And they, what are they doing on the street? There we go again. No laws that will be enforced. They're, they're there. They just, so it's dangerous. We live in dangerous times. So if there was ever a time that we got where people are, in a place where people are praying and preaching, amen, and shouting. That's how you teach your kids. That's, I saw some of you bringing your children. I saw, I saw Pastor bring our, uh, Kyla up here, granddaughter. I mean, they're just children. They're gonna, but you know what? If something happened, we were wiped out of this place. Kyla's seven years old right now. She will remember that till the, Brother Swingo, till the day she dies. I remember coming to church, my grandfather, my dad preaching, and elders preaching. And I remember worship, people were shouting, people were She cannot and will not get over that. That's how you teach them. And folks, keep your church, kids out of church for any reason, any excuse. Listen, I'm telling you, hell's going to be hot. I'm, I'm, I'm being strong right now. I'm intending to do this. Judgment is sure and eternity is long. Amen. Not only just for you, but you're training your kids to stay out of church and away from praying people. This is where we're going to make headway, folks. Right here together. Amen. Arm in arm. Hallelujah. Man, this COVID drives me nuts. I, I, I realized that Brother Young got up here and we already started service. And I stepped down and I said, Brother Young, I didn't even shake your hand. W music and worship got started, so I had to embrace him. Amen. I, I love this man. Brother Thompson was right there and I did the same thing. The enemy hates that. Yeah. Unity, coming together. Amen. It's what destroys the enemy. And he knows full well when all this division being sowed everywhere in our country. Amen. There's political platforms. That's what they're built on. They're built upon division. And the more they divide, the stronger they get. But there's going to be people like us around that's going to love you no matter what. And you're going to love me no matter what. Amen. And that's going to be a revival. Something in our spirits. 
Amen. They long for this and hunger after this. Praise God. I got to get going. I'm off of my notes most of the time here. Hallelujah. Jonah learned the same lesson as Simon Peter did. If you follow God at a distance, that's what, remember when Jesus, they arrested him and Peter didn't totally give up. See, that's the trick. That's the trick of the enemy. Well, you give up. I still live for God. I still pray. You follow him from a distance. And if you follow him from a distance, guess what you'll do? I'm going to prophesy. I don't like to prophesy negative things, but it's too straight and too strict in the scripture for me not to. You follow God from a distance, you will deny the Lord. You know why? You're human. You need to get close to God. Talk about it. I've been talking about it lately. You can praise God from a distance. You can get a couple of goosebumps. But you can't worship him from a distance. You have to get up close. Amen. To have true worship. Amen. And you worship God not for what he does for you. You worship God because of who he is. Amen. And so that's what makes the church different. That's what separates us out from just everybody. Amen. That feels a couple of goosebumps. Can I get an amen from somebody? Hallelujah. Someone one said, I can't, I can't go forward. Amen. So, you know, so, so, so we, we stop. Listen, when you stop, amen, at, and, and stopping is usually the first step to a, to a full retreat. Well, we, we, we just holding our own. And I understand there's times that that's all you can do, but don't make a habit of just holding on. We got to go forward. We got to make some, make some headway here. One guy said, I've got so many problems that if anything else happened, it, it would take two weeks before I could get around to worrying about it. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on. Bad stuff happening to me. Amen. We feel harassed, overwhelmed. We, we're in the thick of things. Then we pick up the language of regret. If only I had done this or that. If only I had finished college, got that degree. If only I had, hadn't turned down that job offer. If only I had been faithful to my spouse. Then it starts, then we start our wish list. Amen. I wish I could go back. I wish I could start over. I wish I could be, it all could be different. And none of that means anything. I mean, everybody, everyone wishes that he could go back and rewrite something in the past. But, but that memory part of it, that's what we got to work on. God, take that, wipe that out of my memory. Praise God. And I, it's getting pretty easy for me to get things out of my memory right now. Praise God. That's an easy one for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was telling somebody this, you know what, I remember stuff that happened 40 years ago. And then, but I don't remember just what we talked about 10 minutes ago. And I remember laughing, having fun with my grandfather. Brother Thompson, he was doing the same thing. He could tell stories, but he, did, he didn't know what we had for breakfast or couldn't remember what we had for lunch or where we had, you know, couldn't remember, you know, so. But God can help us with that. Oh, hallelujah. I feel, I feel, I don't know about y'all, but I feel the working of the Spirit doing some stuff personally for us. Hallelujah. I listen, every one of us has something in his or her past that continues to haunt us. And it's the trick of the enemy. It worries us. It bothers us. It holds us back. Amen. Amen. Life can get so difficult. Mistakes are made. Amen. We can say Joppa looks better than Nineveh. 
That's what it did to Jonah, man, and convinced himself, even though he knew God spoke to him and said, go to Nineveh. He went to Joppa, and he convinced himself, and probably if there was anybody around him, he convinced them too that it would be all right. We go direct, we oppose the word of God directly and then convince our whole family. Oh, it's okay if we stay home. It's okay if we don't live right and do right and obey the book. It doesn't matter. And that's where, amen, this prophet was. Hallelujah. Praise God. Life can get very difficult. Praise God. That, that's what happened to Jonah. He went to Joppa. And let me tell us, <laughs> there's always a ship I'm going to hit that nail just one more time. You go to Joppa, there's always a ship waiting to take you away from God. Amen. And from God's will, perfect will. Down at Joppa. Going down to the port. When you get there, there'll be a ship there for you. Hallelujah. The best thing is don't go to Joppa. The best thing to do is just go and obey God right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. But God sent a storm prepare the fish, make a long story short, and in the belly of the fish, the whale, Jonah started a one-man prayer meeting. <laughs> Just me and Jesus here. <laughs> Just me and the Lord. Grace reached Jonah in the belly of the whale. Isn't that so powerful? That is so pow a, 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 a backslidden, disobedient preacher. Amen. God by the heart wouldn't leave him alone. Amen. Even though he just disobeyed God to his face. Hallelujah. I've known preachers who just get mad when people disobey him. You know, listen, I got over that. Amen. I go back to Brother Timmy. Number one, there's a God. Number two, you ain't him. I'm just going to preach it and that's, a, that's in your lap. You can, you can know where I stand. But I'm going to tell you where the blessing is. The, the, the blessing is in people like like Jerry Klein, like David Smith. David Smith could get an inkling of something about what I might believe. I never taught it, Sister Green, never preached it, never told him my feelings on it. Well, what do you feel about this right here? Well, this is my feelings. This is my feelings. Well, that's what I'm doing. Some of y'all ain't going to ask me that. Let me tell you this. My friend, Pastor Bob, he might watch this. I've got to be careful what I say. He came over and he, you know, he just comes out to the church and just kind of walks around, looks, looks around. He likes it here. And so I said, come on over. He called me. I said, come on over and have some coffee. And he said, uh, you know, he said, I, people get on to me. He said, I like horror movies. <laughs> I tell on him a little bit right now, but he was telling me about it. And, and he said, what do you think about that? I said, I wouldn't watch one of them things for nothing. Nothing in this world. I said, especially if it's like a big gorilla or if it's a big bear, it's you know, scary, that might be something different. But I said, if it, and you can tell, if it gets spiritual, it gets supernatural, you get people climbing on the ceiling, you get you know, stuff like this. Fly, I said, no, 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 no. I said, I would, I, that's, 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 that's just me, Brother Bob. I wouldn't do that. He said, okay, that, 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 that's what I'll do. Just like that. That's why there's a spirit with that man every time we get around him, a good spirit. A spirit that's right. He's he's moving forward, folks. He's ahead of me. He's I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm moving in the spirit, and he'll do something or say something. I say, you know, brother Bob, I was just thinking about that, that very thing right there. And that's the reason people don't understand that. People get on the line, live as as close to the world as they can, 
Amen. Listen, and I always say that you got a list here, and God's certainly not on top of the list. He's way down here somewhere. Amen. Football season's open right now. You know, it's just it's going full speed. But you know what? There's people they if 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 a football game, if a Ravens game is doing church, they ain't, they won't. You know where they're going to be? They're going to be watching it somewhere, either there at the stadium or at home. I, 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 you can do that, and I'm not saying that's a heaven or hell issue, but I'm not doing that. I don't find out how to get blessings from God. I, I, I don't find out how to get the approval from God and help from God. I don't find out how to get rid of those ancestral spirits that were handed down to me from my grandparents and my parents. I'm free from all of that. Hallelujah. Amen. So let me, let me hurry. Let's stand together. Why don't we go ahead and stand together? Y'all get the point. Amen. We need to obey God. And the word of the Lord came to him the second time when he had that one-man prayer meeting in the belly of a fish. Six times in the scripture we read that the word of the Lord came again. Whole Bible, Brother Rook, whole Bible, six times. Amen. I, didn't, I just read this somewhere. Uh, I, I didn't count them all. I didn't go through the Bible. But it says six times that, that we read that the, Lord, the word of the Lord came again. Nine times it says it this way, and the word of the Lord came to me. In the whole Bible, whole Bible. I don't know if this will help anybody or not, if you just kind of, uh, yeah, I think sometimes it's important that things are named first and the most or the least, whatever it is. But the word lust is used only eight times in the entire scripture, lust. Don't lust after things. Don't lust after men. Don't lust after women. Don't lust, all right? Don't lust after other people's things, all right? It, 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 that's, that's really powerful to us. Amen. Eight times in the whole Bible. But envy is used 20 times in the whole Bible. Envy goes right along with hate and malice and strife. Bitterness is used 22 times in the Bible. See it increasing. I don't know if that means that these are worse things and God kept on talking about but I kind of tend to do that. All right? Hate is used 87 times. I, I, I hate to tell you, folks, but hate is in our world and in our country. People hate each other for political differences. People didn't want me to talk about politics, you know, for one reason, Brother Jerry, because my politics was a little bit different from theirs. They can talk about it all day long, and it's okay. I understand that. I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. Is that right or not? I wasn't preaching their politics and what they believed. I know I understood what was happening. Anger. Somebody says, and we justify being angry. Be ye angry and sin not. One scripture. Let me tell you what. But you can't hardly do that. Kind of hard for you to do. Anger is used 234 times in the Bible. He wants us to look at that a little closer. All right, and then sin is used 448 times. Yet the word again is sprinkled throughout the Bible 672 times. I'm so glad that God speaks to us, Sister Carol, again. Amen, Brother Jose. It's so good that God just talks again to us. He said it again. He spoke to us again. Hallelujah! This world wasn't created in a single day, folks. You know that. Read the creation story. God kept speaking until it was finished. 
and God speaks to us again, stirs us up again, hopes we move forward just a little bit in obedience. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So God says it. Amen. And that's the reason to shout about it. God says it again, and that's a reason to rejoice and get happy about it. Dreams can be recycled. Dreams can start over again. Giving up is never an option. Don't you give me, I mean to speak directly to somebody. Don't you give in to the pull of the world. It's a dead end, it's a bad ending. And you know what? There's drug addicts and alcoholics that preach a better sermon against alcohol and drugs than I can preach. I had a brother that kept getting in trouble, getting arrested and going to many years ago. And I remember he was almost dead, had some kind of crazy homemade drugs that ate his insides out, had to go in and cut out part of his intestines. It was a horrible, horrible situation. Lost a lot of weight in the whole deal. And I remember sitting in the lawn with him, just in the lawn chairs at my mom and dad's house. And he said, you know what? Every problem that I've ever had with the law or with people that I know, with my every problem can be stemmed back to my use of alcohol and drugs. And here was a drug, alcoholic, drug addict telling me every negative thing that ever happened to me, you could trace it back to drugs. God can deliver that. God can separate a person from that. Paul said it this way, those things I used to love. And when you love something, that's who you serve and what you serve. That becomes an idol, and guess what you do? You give in to it, you bow down to it. God is here, amen, to deliver somebody and set you free from that craziness. Because there's no good end to that. No good end to that. Lose your respect. Praise God. Amen. Life is kind of like fighting a gorilla. You don't, you don't quit fighting a gorilla when you get tired. You quit fighting a gorilla when he gets tired. You just outlast him. That's what you do. And that's the way the world is. Amen. You know what? They used to make a little plastic stand-up toy. I don't know if we bought Chad one or not when he was little. But you could hit it, and it'd just bounce right back up. In fact, if you're not careful, it'd hit you right in the face. And the dad had bought the little son one, and it would knock it down. It was kind of fascinating. And he said, son, why do you think that thing, every time we hit that, I think it was a clown, when we hit that clown, why do you think he stands back up? And the little boy kind of like contemplated that a little while and thought about it. He said, you know, I think that's because that he's standing up on the inside. And that's what we can do. We confess our sins, our faults. We've never said we were perfect in this church. I thank God he gave me the revelation of that. I was a miserable Christian trying to live up, trying to live such a holy, and I, I'm not preaching against that, and I'm trying, not trying to loosen up, folks. I qualify that. Amen. But I was a miserable person feeling like that I was just not making it, and I'm sinning. And, but, but, but you see, we have an advocate with the Father. <laughs> And God keeps speaking to us again and forgiving us again and helping us again and blessing us again. Hallelujah. Answering our prayer again. Hallelujah. Praise God. You don't spank your kid when they fall down when they're first trying to walk. You help them up. 
And that's what God does for us over and over and over. Praise God. I'm so glad for his mercy. I'm so glad for his grace. I'm so glad that he speaks again to his people. I'm going to open this altar. Amen. Listen, bring that trouble. Bring that struggle. I know preached a little while. Amen. But bring whatever that issue is to that's where you bring it. And you leave it there. You speak that. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for coming. Amen. Invite somebody to come with you. Amen. A touch of God. Amen. He said, you shall receive power. You know what? Let me prophesy something right now. Let me just prophesy right in the teeth of the enemy right now. We're going brother, to, brother, brother Jerry, Sister Shannon, we're going to win some more ex, we're, we're, we're going to win some drug addicts and some alcoholics. Who else could reach a drug addict or an alcoholic better than one that, that's where you came from? We're going to win some people that they're going to come right down to this altar and God's going to take that appetite for what's out in the world and all whatever the craziness it is. Take it right away from them. Those things I used to love, now I hate. Those things I used to hate and detest, now I love. I'm embracing it. Only God can do that. But, but, but that's the productive part. Let God get a hold of you. It'll change the way you are on the inside and how you think and what you look like on the outside eventually. And people can look at you and say, you know what? That person's got something. Hallelujah. My kin folks would tell, like, well, he's going through that little religious stage right now. I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a teenager. Yeah, he's going through that. He'll get past that. He'll be out drinking and cussing and smoking with us pretty soon. That was the word. It's just, it's just kind of a fad. It's kind of a thing. But, but he got a hold of me. But in turn, somehow God helped me get a hold of it. <laughs> got a hold of it. And God was so good to me. Blessed me so much. Opened my understanding so much. I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving. Hallelujah. I'm going to hang with God, stick with God, because he stuck with me. He blesses me. He heals me. He helps me. He encourages me. He answers my prayers. Hallelujah. Anybody ready to receive that? Let's, if you have to leave anything here, you just go ahead and do it. In the name of Jesus, God, right now, amen, we bring our needs, we bring our weaknesses, we bring our failures, we bring our faults. Hallelujah. Right here to the altar. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in obedience to you, Lord. And God, right now, I'm asking, Lord, for the special spirit of joy and peace to come to your people. In the name of Jesus. God, we can't get it anywhere else, God, but in you. You're the only one, the only place, amen, that provides that. In Jesus' name, the peace, amen, that passes all understanding. We can't understand it, we can't explain it, but we can receive it. In the name of Jesus, thank you so much, God, for your wonderful people. Thank you for revival. In the name of Jesus, you promised it to us, God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And the word of the Lord came again. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to say amen. amen. Hallelujah. That's the end of the sentence. That's like a period. That's like it's done. No more to be said about it. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I receive it, God. I receive it, God. I receive it, God. Hallelujah. Every promise. Amen. We've asked, we've spoken. Amen. And we receive today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't forget. Don't forget Brother McLeod, pastor mentioned it, from Jamaica. He's preached here two or three times at least. We've preached in Jamaica for him. Amen. Wonderful man. Amen. This next Sunday. So invite folks. Make sure you're here early for prayer. Amen. And we'll crank off and have Brother McLeod preach for us again. Just have to watch that sound because he's got a way of making that volume get up there real big. Just keep your hand on that button back there. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Amen. Great man. Man, always does us good when he's so, so, amen. Don't forget that. Other things, make contacts with people. Amen. That's our job. Praise God. Amen. Let the bride say come. Hallelujah. Invite people to church. Amen. Pray for folks. Pray for them over the phone. Amen. Find some prayer requests. Now, I know some of you probably don't know this, but I come on, I do live stream on Tuesday morning and also on Friday morning. Just a little thought, just a little word, 15 minutes or so. Amen. We're out of there. May help your day. Find me on there, Facebook. Amen. And I might bless you, might help you. Or you just may somebody else. Somebody else might need it. So tell them. And so we'll, uh, we'll keep preaching, keep teaching, see what happens. Praise God. I'm excited. I'm thrilled because I am blessed. Praise God. Praise God. Y'all know I got a birthday tomorrow. I'll just say this and be done with it. Birthdays, there's another alternative to that if you don't like birthdays, and I don't like that. I'd rather just keep having the birthdays. But here's what happens when you get my age. You have to think about it. I, my shoe's untied. And I have to think about that a while. Maybe even discuss that with my wife before I tie my shoe now. Hmm. That's how you do it nowadays. I got to get that shoe tied. You know, it's just, it's just, uh, it, it, I mean, I could go on with those kind of things, but that's kind of how it is. <laughs> I did wash my deck, Brother Jason. It took me two days to do it, but I stopped along the way, and Brother Larry had a visit with me, and I stopped, I turned the machine off, got that thing all washed. Now I got to seal it. But but yeah, when you when you get older, you just I mean the trash is running over. Like you know, I gotta I gotta get that trash. You know, I gotta get that. But it'd take me a little while. You know, I'm I'm the kind of just my wife can tell you I'm just hopping up. I'm just but but I don't do that anymore, brother <laughs> Josh. Hey man, you just think. But that's 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 the that's where we are right now. But and some of that's kind of a drag, brother Rub. Just kind of like oh my goodness. But. But some things are the best, it, I, I, the way I think is the best time of my life, best times of my life. And so I, I, I don't dwell on the like worried about the shoes needing time and the trash need to be taken out. I, I, it's like I, I think I can be useful in the kingdom. I think I can be a blessing and help people in the kingdom. And so that part is just, just fantastic right now. I just want you to know that. Amen. God bless you. Amen. I'll let you out of here. Thank you for coming. Amen. I got more jokes and funny stuff, but I don't. I'm not going to do that to you tonight. Praise God. Okay, you coming to take the mic? No, no. Okay. Oh yeah. He he wanted me to tell a funny one. It was now. This was probably it was several years ago. I, I'm guessing I was about 65, Brother Thompson. Now that's getting on up there. I know you don't know much. Yeah, you do too, don't you? Yeah. I I always wore slip-on shoes. I mean, just slip those shoes on. Little slip-on shoes. Just 
They were dressed. They were casual. They anyway, you know, I already did that. Didn't have the time. But something happened. I don't know. I I, I went and got. They was on sale. Uh, some tie-up, lace-up wingtips. I mean, they look like violin cases almost. But I mean, they were just cool. I mean, they looked good. It was, it was at that time. It was just pretty popular. A lot of people wore the wingtips and still do. But I, I, I'm looking at them and I'm discussing them. I said, well, you know, maybe I'm trying to convince myself that these are not, hey, nice shoes. And I got a sale on them. I got a good price. And my wife's sitting there like, you know, I'm the talker and she's the silent one. And I'm like, I'm like, man, those shoes are nice. You like this? She's nice. She said, yeah. I said, well, they're pretty. They, I had me warm for the first time. And she said, who's going to tie them for you? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 de- I determined right then, Brother Hard, one way or the other, I'm going to wrestle around and roll around. I'm going to get those shoes tied one way or the other, and I'm not going to ask for help. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I get, I, and I tied these this morning. I had to think about it a while, but I got them tied. Praise the Lord. God bless y'all. Love you. Amen. Thanks for coming. Let's, let's stay together. Praise God. Keep believing God. In Jesus' name, dismiss.